Welcome to Signs from the Other Side with Fern Rone. I'm your host, Fern Rone, and this is the place to share stories of signs and messages received from the other side. Real quick before we get started, if you enjoy reading about signs and if you enjoy fiction like Bridget Jones and Sex in the City, you might enjoy my books, Better in the Morning and Better Believe It. And if you like this podcast, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe in Apple Podcasts and tell a friend too. Thank you so much for listening and on to the show. In 1991, Michelle Maddo was running late to a board meeting for a 12-step church she created. When she arrived, a woman she'd never seen before said, If you ever make us wait like this again, you'll find we left when you get here. The woman's name was Jenny, and though Michelle didn't know it at the time, she just encountered a soulmate. For over two decades, Michelle and Jenny learned from each other like soulmates do. And then, after Jenny passed... Michelle learned more about the afterlife than she ever thought possible, so much so that she had to put it all in a book. That book is Love Interrupted, A Seeker's Discovery of the Afterlife. Hi, Michelle. How are you? I'm good. It's funny to hear that again. That just cracks me up every time I remember that day. (laughs) Oh, good, because that's my first question. Do you remember that day like it was yesterday? I do, but I don't, as I said in the introduction to the book, I don't remember where it fits in our chronology. I just remember it really uh, clearly, but it was like, who are you? I mean, I was just so fascinated (laughs) with the, you know, clear and honest expression of feelings. I wasn't even really embarrassed or, you know, upset. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good. It's funny. So at the time that you met Jenny, you were married with four children, right? Oh, yes. Two older ones were already in college, and one of the two younger ones were finishing up high school. Well, the youngest was actually about seventh grade, but she came into our family after 24 years of our marriage and my last eight years of that marriage, and she really just, the kids just took to her, and she was just really a huge part of our family and started out really as just a really good friend, parishioner, family friend, extremely helpful person at the church. Your husband... So he was he friends with Jenny, too? Yes, we were all just, I mean, I started helping her uh, get her dissertation uh, underway. I mean, she was kind of stuck. So I was spending a lot of time up there um, putting, you know, things to paper and getting her a little bit more um, big picture. Where's mm-hmm. going here? And and at the end of all that, she gave our family a, a CD player, some kind of, I forget at the time, some entertainment unit for all the time we'd spent together but it's not just during that time but then as she went into administrative work with the church they sent both of us on these uh, continuing education things up to Cape Cod and Hilton Head it's in those kind of educational offerings which went for two three five days that's where Mm -hmm. we really I don't know just really connected at a very deep level and it was over a lot of years that I mean really eight nine ten years that I began to realize where that was all headed it's just a very even to this day I still feel like we're just soulmates we just still connect I still she's here you know she's still here yeah absolutely these continuing ed events they sent us to were on body mind spirit how it's all mm-hmm. integrated and that just because of each of our own experiences in our own personal lives 
it just drew us to it. And it is also what I was teaching on at my church. As I say, it was kind of a 12-step church. is pretty unique because mm-hmm. the 12-step program doesn't really want to be aligned with any religions. <laughs> Methodism was pretty open to what I was doing. And at that time, there was really nothing for adults raised in alcoholic families. So mm-hmm. uh, the codependency meetings were held, but there was no spiritual direction being given so people would at these meetings call themselves atheists and i mean i could tell they had a really deep faith but it didn't fit anything they'd ever heard in a church so Mm -hmm. anyway the bishop you know heard me and let me start this ministry and it just led a whole lot of directions none of us had ever known Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) we ended up with competing with people with eating disorders and and sexual Mm -hmm. addictions there's i really didn't have any people in my church that had chemical addictions it was all you know, process addictions, workaholics, which is what Jenny and I both were and had been. And Mm -hmm. that is one of the things we got in touch with through the continuing ed events that, you know, we still needed to do our own work and our own healing, you know, just Mm -hmm. she'd gotten sucked into the school system and I was doing way too much in, you know, spirituality and religion. (laughs) And I love how you define her as a soulmate. I think that I have many soulmates in my life. I I say, you know, my husband is my soulmate. My mom, I think, is a soulmate. Do you believe in kind of like soul families or that you have one soulmate? Or if you could describe your definition of soulmate? Well, yeah, I think one of the mediums that I went to see helped me straighten my own thinking out on some mm-hmm. of that. It was just, you know, not that evolved, as I say. We certainly don't teach you anything about any of this in seminary. So <laughs> my beliefs about the afterlife and uh, you know the whole ethereal cosmos were not that well developed. It's I mean, such a perfect on... story that you're that you have all of this education and that the, the seminary and all that you did in the church and that you that this journey took you there. Like of all the people, I think it's so perfect. I love it. But please continue. It really was. That's that's why I wanted to write the book. Uh, Amy Utzman is who really helped me straighten that out in my head because I don't know what I thought. I knew I I knew that it wasn't just running off into the sunset with a person, but I didn't understand or know about soul groups, soul families, and maybe none of us do totally yet. But as she said, you know, sometimes it's not like we have just a soulmate, but I mean, you, you do have soul families, and there's mm-hmm. more than one as you go along, but this is through lifetimes. And at that point, I wasn't even sure I believed in reincarnation. I didn't really know what I believed. But Jenny was definitely Mm -hmm. one who is still here and will still be here and who we've apparently had seven or eight lifetimes together. And that Mm -hmm. all really helps me make sense of of this now. She passed in 2017 and you you described how that happened. Um, And my cousin, my 21-year-old cousin, 15 years ago, went into the hospital for a bladder infection and she got sepsis and died. And it was like she died in a car accident. That's what it felt like, that it was so sudden and it was, we were so unprepared. So I imagine that's exactly how you felt. Yes, exactly. I mean, they even sent us home the first day and said the markers for sepsis weren't there, although they did initially call a sepsis alert. It was sepsis in the end the next day. And by then her blood pressure was like 50 over 39. It was just going way fast down the tubes. And that was just, that's why I wanted to write the book because we were immersed in body, mind, and spirit stuff. So how can she have a gallbladder infection that has like no symptoms? Essentially when people have gallbladder infections, usually they can point right 
to a specific place and show the doctor where the pain is. And she really didn't have any of that kind of pain. So it was just such a comeuppance, so to speak, in so many ways. We, mm-hmm. we, and I don't mean we were know-it-alls, but we had spent a lot of time and energy and money and, you know, brought it back to the church and taught about mind, body, spirit. And, mm-hmm. and here this, she was gone in 36 hours. I mean, wow. we'd just been on the beach, you know, wow. walking with our friends who came down from up north and, I mean, it's just clueless. And that was part of the reason I wanted to go see mediums, which I'd yeah. never done before. Never watched that on TV. Never saw anything except ghosts. And it's mm-hmm. not like that. I can tell you. That. Right. Yes. It's not scary or ghoulish. Sometimes people hear about my books or my podcast and they're like, oh, I love ghost stories. And I'm like, no, it's not. Mm. It's certainly not no. ghoulish. It's not horror. It's it's love and it's energy. And yes. Yeah. One of the first mediums I went to that next summer, a guy up in North Reading, Massachusetts, said uh, he works a little different than the other ones that I went to, and he has you bring a picture. So I brought a picture of Jenny, and that's in the book, too. I brought a picture of her without our dogs, with nothing, just just her standing there in Camden, Maine. And as soon as he looked at her, he said, this person did not have to die. I don't want to say mm-hmm. she was misdiagnosed, because that's not really correct, but it's just that she really didn't have any symptoms that they could pinpoint until it was too far down. And that is exactly what was the truth of it Mm -hmm. later that we discovered, you know, three, four months later. Wow. Wow. It's been a lot. I mean, I've really learned so much. Yeah. How did you find the first uh, medium that you went to? I have a a little bit of a thing about mediums. I don't trust them all and I'm very careful. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And, and John Edward, I interviewed him for After Buzz and, and I, I always say like, he's the only one I trust. Um, <laughs> I, but I do, but I do trust other, you know, two have actually come and been on the show. They've come to me and I've just felt that they were trustworthy. Um, but in yeah. general, I'm, I'm, as much as I believe in this, I'm also such a skeptic in terms of oh, finding yeah. well, the right good. one for you. Yeah. How I did you find your... tell you it's good to be a skeptic? I think yeah. I started with my massage therapist, who's really excellent up in Maine, mm-hmm. where I am in the summertime. And I knew that those people in the healing arts have sort of a community of themselves. So I knew mm-hmm. she's really good. I knew if she gave me anybody's name, she'd put me on to someone else that was equally good. Right. She did, but that person who is right there in Kennebunk, but she's booking out about five or six months. And and I did sign up eventually with her, but that was the following December before I could even get into her. And I had immediate questions. I wanted to know, yeah. you know how can you take all this body, mind, spirit stuff? We we had, you know, Harvard faculty people. I mean, how can you have this much understanding and miss something like this, you know? So I wanted yeah. to see somebody that June, July, August, September. So anyway, I just kept looking. And um, the guy I just mentioned who was really good, he was referred to me by uh, neighbor up in my uh, community, in my cottage community in, in Maine. I went to that guy and then just, I don't know, I just kind of, eventually I found out that there are lists of certified really good mediums that they mm. that are out there. And the Forever Family Foundation has one. They only certify about five or 10% of the people that come to them. Oh, wow. <laughs> but once you start getting sort of just like how you find a good massage therapist, you just, there's a network and, you mm. know, the, the good ones know who the good ones are. It's just like, you yeah. know, how do you find a good doctor or a good lawyer? But yeah, I would, it's just God, it's charlatans like everything else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you've been to very good ones and I love the confirmation of the dog. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was <laughs> unbelievable. If you could tell that, that story. Well, uh, the one that I eventually saw in uh, December, uh, she, uh, her name is Melissa, actually, and in the book I call her Madeline, and uh, 
she had in December said uh, that was the year that the kids were down here, 2017. Not really because Jenny died, but because that was my year on the rotation to have everybody here in Florida. Aww. And so we were giving the grandkids the jewelry that uh, that right after Christmas. And she said, Jenny's Jenny was there when you're giving her jewelry away to the kids, and she thinks that's really neat that you're doing that. But she would like you to keep the necklace that has the letters on it and the mm. crystal well i knew what the crystal one was because she had that for some years and i kept that but what's the one with the letters so we all go over to look at this jewelry and the necklace with the letters it was the alpha and omega it's in my book i put a picture of it it's like probably a first communion necklace but mm-hmm. anyway she did a few things like that that december and i was just really blown away by her accuracy i mean she didn't know yeah. me she didn't know jenny we never met and i'm down in florida now and she's up in maine and we're doing this reading on the phone and you're telling me go look at this necklace with the alpha and omega on it so <laughs> i made an appointment with her the next summer and the next summer i wanted to go see her again and she said are all your dogs are your dogs black what color are your dogs i said they're white i have some white they're all white she's i saw them on your facebook on photo very beautiful dog yes well, there are a couple of them were show dogs. Trek, he's Aww. our show dog, the one in the the one that's on the jet ski there in Virginia at our lake house. But Aww. and I said, Well, uh I mean, they're they have black noses, but no, they're basically white dogs. She said, Well, Jenny wants to know who the black dog is that you had out today at noon. Well, that just freaked me out because <laughs> I mean, that morning my appointment was like one thirty, I believe, and my neighbor came over that morning and said, We're going out of town. Uh today could you come and take Sammy out uh, like at noon or so we won't get back till five and I said sure so I took their little black dog Sammy out and and he's just a terrier or whatever I don't know you know rescue and I but I put him up on a rock big a boulder up there and I took a picture of him and sent it to him said here he is he's out he's fine just no mm-hmm. message it's fine you know but that's why I happen to remember and have a picture of him and so what that means is Jenny's actually literally following following along you know mm-hmm. in my life and wants to know who the black dog is I had out at noon. I mean, <laughs> think about that. I mean, if I anybody's a skeptic, it. you can't be, I just, you know, there's no way. <laughs> I know. And it's so interesting because if you said to me that the necklace with the letters, I would be like my nameplate from like my gold name. <laughs> like it just wouldn't, Yeah. I, I don't have a no, necklace I have no with idea. letters. And if someone said to me, the black, who's the black dog? I have not encountered a black dog ever like definitely not in the last few days so it's so specific and that's what I love about it it's yes. such a validation that's such a good one do you have well, any the year more? before yeah please yeah please go ahead well the year before uh Kevin the guy up in uh North Reading Mass he had uh he had said uh Jenny wants to know he said several a lot of things matter of fact he started with my sister but she's 13 years older than I am and I hardly even remembered a lot but when we got to Jenny then, he said, uh, Jenny wants to know if you've seen the little beagle yet. And I said, nope, don't have any beagles. He said, well, remember I said that because she says, when you see the little beagle, um, know that she's standing there with you. I was like, what? You know, just uh, to me, that didn't make any sense, which is a good point to make for people that haven't been to mediums much. They may say things that don't make sense. It doesn't mean they don't make sense. It means you might not have experienced them yet, you know, but they're <laughs> up there where there's no time. And mm-hmm. there's not time the way we have it. So. Two days later, uh, I'm at the dog park, which I, by default, became the caretaker of. So mm-hmm. I was up there doing that, and that's how I knew we don't have any beagles. There, there weren't any beagles all summer. But So two days later, this little beagle comes in the door, and my two little muffin and trek run over to greet him, and I was like, whoa, wait, <laughs> what, who are you? 
And I mean, it's a little floppy ear beagle, exactly the way Kevin had described. What I love about that is that you said you you saw the beagle and you said, "Who are you?" Just now you said, "Who are you?" And that's what you said when <laughs> when you met Jenny. Really? How perfect! Well, she really was there. The, well, the very first really huge thing was when the very first medium, who really wasn't a professional and was more of a local person, I could get to before I found some of these other more famous ones. But she she asked me the very second time that I was there to see her if I had a camper. And I, she said, Jenny's showing me the tires on a, like a camper. And she wants you to check the tires for cracking. And I said, well, I have, I don't think it was a camper, but it's like a coachman, you know, class C motor home, 32 foot long thing that we took the dogs to dog shows in. So yeah, I have one. We just bought it like two years ago and they're Michelin. Mm-hmm. So I don't really think there'd be a problem. They only have 21,000 miles on them. And she came back and she said, well, Jenny's very insistent. She wants you to check the, you know, tires for cracking. So Hmm. Uh, it happened to be up at <clears throat> Seacoast RV there in Saco that very week. And so I called them and asked them to check the tires before I picked it up. So two days later, it was ready. And I went and the woman was sitting on the ground, checking the tires, looking at kind of puzzled when I got there. And she said, your left front and your right rear are cracking in the sidewalls. <gasps> and so I took the pictures of it and I took it to my Ford dealer and I said, does this matter since it's just in the sidewalls? Cause these are Michelins and they're not two years old. They're like, well, all I have is 21,000 miles on them. And the Ford dealer says, yeah, they, you know, depending on what and where you run over, but yes, it does matter. And, but I can't put them up on my lift. My lift is all tied up till next week. So anyway, he told me to take them over to this tire place that specializes in dump trucks and semis. So I take them over there and the guy says, well, I can tell you, <clears throat> when we take them off, what you're likely going to find is the two inside rear are also going to be cracking. So just, you know, be ready for that. When I come back, four of the six tires are cracking in sidewalls. Wow. That was the first. That was huge. For me, that was like, whoa, wait a minute. You're blowing my whole theology here. I just can't yeah. believe this. <laughs> I mean, it's not that I didn't believe it, because I did. I mean, that's, very, yeah. that's one of the central points of my book, my very first huge two-page, mm-hmm. that's one reason this book is kind of on the expensive side is because I had to use so many color pictures <laughs> and most traditional pu- publishers would not mm. let me do that, you know, but these pictures of these cracks in the sidewalls, I mean, I think it took me a whole year to wrap my head around that. Yeah. I mean, it has to make sense. And yeah. finally I realized, well, here's how it can make sense. Cause I don't believe they're like flying around up there in cosmic land and looking <laughs> at the cracks in your tires so much, but very likely what did happen was, Jenny probably did notice the cracks beforehand, you know, that March, and just hadn't bothered to mention it because we weren't, you know, it was only two years old. We're not going to deal with it yet. And now she's realizing that we do need to deal with it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it does make, mm-hmm. everything does make sense. But at first it's like, wow, you know, it's a lot. Yeah. It's so valuable. I mean, heaven is not up there or out there or anything we ever were told when we were eight or 10 and that's all we could handle and make sense of. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a it's a parallel reality running right alongside this one, but on a different frequency. And if you can begin to see it that way, everything really does make sense. Have there been other signs? Like, is there something maybe specific? Like, a, like for me and my grandfather, it's a penny. For me and my grandma, it's a leaf. Is there like anything particular like that? Well, mostly for me, it's been through music. And I put a mm-hmm. few of those examples in my book because in 1993, Jenny had given me a cassette tape of of her favorite artist at the time was Jane Oliver and 
I used to listen to those and eventually it got put away over the years and, you know, cassettes and all. But after she died, I, I was going through this stuff in the den and I found it again. I was able to put it on my car player and mm. some of those are just, oh, they make so much sense now. Uh, there's one called uh, Coming from the Rain and I was driving to a one of these kinds of retreats once when I was trying to make sense of all this at Kripalu in Western Massachusetts mm-hmm. when I was up in the summer up, up north. And it was pouring down rain. I turned the radio off just to be able to focus and pay attention on that uh, 90, 90 west bound there. And this, when it finally quit, and I, it was about a four-hour drive, in the last hour I turned it back on again. And uh, as soon as I turned it on, that was uh, Jane Oliver singing Come In From The Rain. I mean, it's just oh. any number of things that could have been on. And other ones like that I put in the book. Yeah. There's probably three or four. Yeah, of all songs. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. It's interesting that there was so much study, like you said, of the mind and body and spirit, and that that this was this was just missed somehow. Do you find that you pay particular attention to what your body's telling you? Well, I do, but I always have. Uh, yeah. In a few ways, you know, adult children of alcoholics do have a problem, and this I put that in my book too because it is mm-hmm. true that. You know, Jenny, in the in the RV, sometimes I'd say she'd, you know, be walking into the cabinet overhead. I'd say, watch where you're putting your head. Mm-hmm. We just often aren't as in touch with our body. But, I mean, we were pretty from, from within a few years into this, we both started not, I don't think fanatical, but mm-hmm. being careful what we ate. She had been a smoker for a lot of years. She stopped smoking and all that. I pay, frankly, more attention now to what I'm doing with my spirit. I've got a huge awakening now about how this works I really have a, yeah it's been a metamorphosis and I just pay attention to you know what I watch what I what I put into my head what I just I think spirituality now has become hugely a, more of a focus for oh, 17 years we decided we just needed to go learn how to play you know we did we got yeah. jet skis and we went got a lake house and then right around right before she died actually uh, just just a few weeks before she died, I said, you know, we're sitting on a ton of gifts. We really should go back and do something, you know. Yeah. But, and so that's now what I really, writing the book and whatever comes up next, I don't know. I'm studying a lot about mediumship now. I have some really good teachers. Just really respect the people, Mavis Patel and people in England that have known about this many years before the church here ever took it seriously. And mm-hmm. so I'm just learning and, you know, paying attention to spiritual development. It's interesting that you say what you put into your mind that you're paying yeah a lot of attention to that. I um have a hard time not paying attention to certain TV shows that just draw me in. Oh, yeah. True crime yeah. and I'm trying to do a bit of a cleanse in, as much as I can. So is there are there any TV shows or or books or anything that you would recommend? And any that you stay clear of? I stay clear. I mean, this is going to sound probably fanatical to the normal culture here, but I mean, mm-hmm. I, my kids even told me, my kids being like 47, 37, and 42 or 3, you know, but Aww. my grown children even told me back at the time of Jenny's uh, death that, you know, you, you need to stop watching the news. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, right? I've Jenny stopped watching the always, news. Yeah. Well, we always kind of prided ourselves on knowing what's going on in the world, but, you know, mm-hmm. Right now, I think the less time spent with some of that, the better. And I'm just finding myself now doing more exploring of spiritual 
awakening things that are pretty much online and YouTube and the mm-hmm. mentorship program I've started with Mavis um, Patilla and I've just I've, I've found just actually the last two or three months just since I got back down here in October I'm just finding that my general television watching has really declined mm-hmm. not just for no other reason than I just actually don't have time yeah and yeah. and truthfully the people that now babysit my doggies they come dog sit sometimes they were here the other night we we're having dinner and one of those programs you're describing came on and I didn't know the name of it, but I could tell by the first credits it's not going to be anything that's usually on at my house. And they kind of knew that. Mm, <laughs> and <yeah. laughs> um, I said, well, it won't kill me one night to watch this, but it was bothering me within five or ten minutes. We decided, you know what, <laughs> it's yeah. just not working yeah. to have yeah. that kind of stuff feeding in. Like they it's, say, you are what you eat. Well, you're, you also become what you're you know, taking into your spirit, you know, into your heart so and your mind. True. It's so true. It's so true. And I, you know, no judgment to anyone who wants to watch that and who enjoys it. They're on a different path and and that's fine. But for me, I'm finding that, yeah, I have a physical reaction to certain things that I used to be able to tolerate. I've definitely cut out the news. My husband and I read The Magic Mala by Bob Olson and he was saying to not watch the news. If something big happens, if something major happens, you'll hear about it. It's okay. And to feed your mind with, with, other things Um, and even back when Jenny and I were up at Cape Cod Institute at these different continuing ed things sharing a hotel room I remember she was into watching CSI at the time and I just (laughs) said I I can't do this I can't you know I would wake up at three in the morning with these images in my head of you know cheerleader and their you know guts open on the football field I still remember that one and I just had to set boundaries around what I watch and yes great person she got it and realized we should both be there actually <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm the same exact way I can't watch horror or anything like that I like true crime in the sense of I like solving the puzzle but I don't want any gratuitous details but I'm even stepping yeah. away from that yeah. yeah um can you describe the mentorship program um both uh, Mavis Patilla over in England and now Suzanne Giesman who studied with her and she's for I mean Americans maybe really fascinating because she was um, left-brained, not uh, from a line of family of uh, mediums and had no religious background or bring, she wasn't even brought up in the church and uh, she was a Navy captain, um, just retired around 2000. She was an aide to the uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff for 9-11, so they were literally on their way. She was with him getting ready to go to England, he was to be knighted, and they were wow. up over the. I just watched his documentaries, why it's really fresh in my mind because it's fascinating. She, they got the call, you know, they need to come back. They came back. They see the Pentagon on fire. Her office is in there, and there's sort of a, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Just aha that you mm-hmm. know life is short, and they decided to retire. And 20 years to the day on May, the following May, they retired. And they, Took their sailboat around the world, but wow. long story short, yeah. But so in that, what happened was her husband's uh, daughter, which is her stepdaughter, was struck by lightning. Uh, she was also in the military, and she was um, coming across a flight lane or something. But she was six months pregnant, and she was struck by lightning. They worked seven hours on her to try to revive her couldn't revive her or the baby and it was just a huge um, you know, tra- trauma in their lives and often these mediumship abilities do stem from a really horrendous grief or trauma that is in the person's life so mm. uh, 
Suzanne's story, which is on YouTube, this Suzanne Geisman documentary, um, it's like 40 minutes, but it's really interesting. Mm -hmm. So from there, she just decided she was going to meditate. She really wanted to see, you know, Susan, if there's an afterlife, I want to get there. I want to understand this. Kind of the same journey I've been on, really. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, she just went for it. She just went for it. No history in her family, nothing like this. And to be wow. long story short, she's now doing this mentorship program to help other people. She believes, and most everyone in my book, everyone that I interviewed, believes that we could all at least communicate with our own loved ones, our own family. And, yes. Uh, there's a way to go about that. And so that's why I signed up for it. I really just, I'm just I'm part and curious, and I just really want to understand it more, and I would like to do it. But yeah. I don't, you know, I'm 70, what, 75 in a couple of weeks here. I don't need to, I don't oh. need a job, as I said in the book. Jenny, <laughs> the first thing Jenny said to me was, you're going to be taking a second look at ministry and going back into doing something with people who are in grief. And when I first heard that, I was like, no, thanks. I, I'm 72 at the time. I've, I've, you know, I'm retired. I don't need a job. But now here I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask you for the link to the mentorship program because I'll put it in the show notes. It sounds really interesting. And what's the name of the sure. documentary about is her um, Susan? If, I think if you go on YouTube and just put uh, Suzanne Geisman documentary, okay. it'll come up. It's okay. G I E S uh, S S maybe two S's E M A N N. Okay. And, uh, it, and she's got other things too because she's now been doing this like ten years. And so wow. she's, of course, gotten more skilled. She's got more skills, and she's, she's an excellent teacher. But what appeals to me is she's left brain. She comes at things very organized. That's why she was, you know, aide to the Joint Chief of Staff there. She's just really the uh, opposite of your stereotype of the flake, garama, <laughs> you know, medium. And all of those qualities make her an excellent teacher. She's even got a system. She goes about this you know, an acronym she has, Bless Me, which stands for first breathe, then you lift up your spirits, which is for those of people who did grow up in the church, you know, we all in liturgy for years said, you know, we lift up our hearts unto the Lord. Well, whatever that all meant, you know, but this is yeah. what she really did. They lift their vibration up yeah. and then they expand, you expand out just beyond your own personal, you know, etheric field. And and then you surrender your own identification, me, 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 my, my, you know, and you shift up into that consciousness level and then you merge with spirit. I mean, it sounds simple. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to be. If you ever saw those uh, magic eye books in the 80s and 90s that were really popular, she uses one illustration that's mm. uh, like a bunch of roses. But when mm. you look at it a certain way, if you soften your focus and you look at it, you see a, a, a heart yes. that comes out. Three-dimensional yes, pictures. Yes, I remember those. Well, that's what she describes. She says, that's what this is like. It's like a shifting of your consciousness to this other level. And it's not woo-woo. It just is. Yeah. I really do want to get the word out. This is not like we thought from ghosts. It's just not how it is. I have I have not yet met one flaky, really uh, con artist kind of uh, gypsy medium. Everyone yeah. I met was normal, average people. Normal. You know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good message. It's a good message. It's so true. It really is. I mean, it really does help people in grief. You know, it just turns mm -hmm. it around. I mean, yeah, sure. I'd like to be able to go to lunch with Jenny. That'd be nice, you know, but knowing that she's actually here in the house with me and in the car, one, she told one medium, she, the dogs are still barking just like they used to in the car. You know, she just points out things that are happening in real life, like with Sam, my neighbor's dog. And yeah. so you don't get to go to lunch with them exactly like you would like, but I don't know. It's something about knowing that the continuity of life 
it makes a huge difference. And I really do think they should be teaching this in seminaries and and, and also the grown up cosmology that goes with it, you know. Right. About what heaven and vibration and quantum physics and all that, it ought to be being taught, you know. Yeah. To adults yeah. and kids. Well, thank yep. you again well, so much. Yep. I appreciate it. Thanks. Enjoy the rest of your day with your beautiful dog. Right. Yes, thank you. I'm thank ready. you. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening to Signs from the Other Side. You can find me, Fern Rone, on all social media at Fern Rone, R-O-N-A-Y. I love hearing from you and I love hearing your stories of signs. And if you would like to hear more episodes of this show, please be sure to subscribe in Apple Podcasts. Thank you again and sweet dreams.